You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Happy Monday to you this 24th of May for 2021. Good morning. It's the start of a new week. It's a new day. A new day. What's that song? It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. Are we feeling good? We'll see. I am. I don't know about you. You actually are. I haven't seen you this energised on a Monday morning. I don't know what's triggered it. I'm a little afraid of it. I've got a little peppity pep pep in my step in a step step. There has been singing already this morning, guys. So um, please send all your love and prayers to me. Because it's going to be an interesting two hours. Don't know what it is. I just love Mondays. Let's get into our Monday brekkie banger at five minutes past seven. This is Hook and Slinging Galantis. The best. Mondays are the best. Morning. Eight minutes past seven for your Monday morning. This is where we go into our weekend wrap, where we wrap the key news to come out of the last 48 hours in the weekend. We'll kick it off by the news that the Victorian government are really stamping down on mask usage in areas where it needs to occur, mainly on public transport and in rideshare services. You will be issued with a fine if you fail to not provide a legitimate reason as to why you cannot wear a mask. I'm told as well, you will be given the option to receive a free mask by officers if they question why you are not wearing one in a place you should. Oh, good. So, There's nothing worse for getting your mask in all sorts. I know. So, just keep an eye on it. Make sure if you are using mm-hmm. public transport or if you are in a rideshare that you're wearing a mask or taxi, whatever you yep. want to call it. do the right thing. Mm. Um, also, we had Eurovision Bianco over the weekend with Italy being crowned this year's champions, but it's gone off. It, I was going to say it was going to go off without a hitch, but it appears slight little speed bump right after where some social media footage has been uploaded of the winning group from Italy um, celebrating maybe a little bit too hard at their table beforehand. <laughs> um, so some testing of a different nature to 2020 will be taking place um, today. And, yeah, it's a developing story, so keep an eye out. As an Italian, I can only respond to it by saying, Mamma mia. Mamma mia. You can't say that. Oh, no, but I just love ABBA. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying it. Okay, I'll give you that. Thank you. Hey, some other concerning news in the last 24 hours with three members of the Australian Olympic team testing positive to COVID-19. They were in a involved in an event over in the United States, which was sort of a lead-up tournament in skateboarding in Ohio and unfortunately have recorded positive tests to COVID-19. So thoughts to them. Hopefully they'll be okay and still... A bit of uncertainty there whether or not they're going yeah. to be able to go over to Tokyo. So no, we'll, fingers crossed. Yeah, because they were, apparently were doing really well in these lead-up events. And yeah. So, yeah, thoughts to them and hopefully they recover very quickly. Absolutely. And hey, Bianco, sad news in Australian TV land this weekend with a country practice star and gold Logie winner, Lorraine Desmond, passing away at the age of 91. So we are sending lots of love to her family. What a legend. Yeah, very much so. We dislike it when an Australian... Celebrity of uh, sorts that has been in some of the greatest you know, productions of Australian history passes away. So, mm-hmm. thoughts to her family and those closest to her. Yeah. Not good to see at all. Bit of sporting news across the weekend. Amazing scenes coming out of Monaco where the Formula One Grand Prix happened. Charles Leclerc, he registered the fastest in the practice runs in the lead up to the main race and then had to pull out. Why? We had an issue that they didn't find until just before the start of the race. So despite him being the fastest in qualification, couldn't race the race for Ferrari. Oh, well, these things happen, I suppose. Yeah, nothing like a bit of a technological little hitch Mm. right at the end. Also, Billboard um, Music Awards today, everybody. Yeah. Couldn't go without the weekend wrap without giving you some sort of entertainment award update. That's the weekend wrap for your Monday morning. It's Carl and Catherine here on Southern FM. This is Empire of the Sun at 11 minutes past seven. 19 degrees on the way today for your Monday. Cloud will increase. Mm. <laughs> right now it's 7 degrees. Not too bad outlook you, today. Can I just remind you, you started the show being like, it's a new day and how quickly the tables have turned. No, today's actually going to be a beautiful day. So if you want to make the most of some sunshine, even though there will be a little bit of cloud, it'll be the day for it. Just like yesterday was. Oh, beautiful yesterday. What, what is happening? I know. Anyway, I'll take that. Take that kind of weather. You know what I probably won't take? What's that? A weird shaped blanket. A what? A weirdly shaped doona blanket type okay. thing. 
I always love finding stories like this one where a new contraption, a new thing that keeps you warm during winter yes. comes out, quite literally. It's a new fad. It's a new trend. I've got a hooded blanket. It's amazing. Well, I spoke about a retailer that was selling pants that were questionable because they yes. looked like something a few months ago. Well, in a revelation, not the same retailer, but a retailer has came out with a new doona of some sorts. Okay. And hopefully you're not putting your breakfast into your mouth right now. That looks a lot like the shape of a male oh. hoo-hoo. Let's I know it's more disturbing. Let's just the go with The story that. or the hoo-hoo. Well, look, you know, I didn't. There was many words I could have used, but actually, no, I've decided it is a hoo-hoo. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way to put it. Never going to look at Whoville the same way ever again. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that I've destroyed your views on hoo-hoos. <laughs> at some point, it was always going to happen. Anyway, apparently they're very warm. They have detachable round things at the yes, bottom. Okay. Just in case your comfort is not as good with the round things at the bottom on. And they're a new thing. They're almost like a new onesie. This is what they look like, just to give you a bit of context. Okay, so just as a visual, it's essentially like wearing a sleeping bag, but then there's like two shoes. Two poofs on the end. You know those little things that you move around? Yeah, they're like little, just literal circles. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're like. The little poof round things that you'd sit on in your house. That I always thought were called poofs. Yep. Poofs. <laughs> Never forget. That's what they are. The little things that you can sit yep. on that you can have as a decoration. Mm-hmm. A thing for, yeah. Anyway, I found it intriguing and I'd love to know. Where can Bianco buy one? No. I'm not in any urgency to get myself one of these. Oh, I thought that was just going to be the new show uniform, actually. You think I was going to rock Jack, up? Jack, we're going to have to cancel the order now. Oh, we're going to surprise you. It's really awkward. Yeah, that is really awkward. Mm. I know you're like throwing things on me, but I didn't think you were going to throw that on me. Anyway, the point I was trying to get to is I love to know whether there is anything better than making a fresh bed. Okay, weird jump. Um, But yeah, there isn't. There really isn't. Oh, you know what I you did? You know when you change like, your sheets? You know? No, better. the only thing oh, better than okay. changing your sheets. I'll quiet down now. I bought two new packs of sheets. Oh, Flannelette, magnificent for winter. Sheets, that must have been amazing. So good. Can I tell you, you forget how heavy sheets are. You can tell me whatever you like. I've had to walk all the way from one end of a shopping centre to the other. And I tell you what, self-serve doing sheets, chaos in the bagging area. That's all I'm going to say. Really? It was very bad. How many sheets did you get? I got two packs. And did you try out your sheets? Yeah. I've got some great grey ones on at the moment, so I could fake tan and not worry, because this is my problem. Oh. I've got so many white ones, but they've got so much tan on no, them. No, see, that's... I don't, I'm beginning to not like white ones. Okay. Yeah. White sheets, not for me. That's the revelation of the day. Is it? Yep. I think there's more to come, quite frankly. No, that's a wrap on the show. We're done. Okay. All right, then. Well, we'll see you on Friday. No. <laughs> It's only 19 minutes past 7 on your Monday morning. We can't be done yet. No, we don't. we're not done. You haven't even spoken about anything today. Anyway, good sheet. It's Monday breakfast. Carl and Catherine here on 88.3. It's that time of the show. We want to start talking a little bit about some DIY because obviously from my very extensive experience failing to put together flat packs, I am the person of the team that is going to channel my inner Scotty Cam. And talk about some renos that have happened to a lady who just bought a house. Now, she just bought this beautiful new home, Bianco, moved in, and was like, how good is this? First home, stoked. Everything's come together so well. Yeah. Then she went to the toilet, and she noticed that her toilet roll was sitting a little bit funny. Okay. And she goes, what the? Moves the toilet roll back, and what she saw she couldn't believe. And now I, some would say this is horrible. I think that this is actually creative and I'm quite impressed by this. There obviously was some issues with the wall. There must've been a hole in the wall in this toilet. And so what the previous homeowners chose to do was instead of getting a bit of plaster patching up the wall, they decided just to get two pieces of Jenga. Jenga? Jenga pieces and shoved it into the wall to close the gap. 
Okay. And she looked at it and she goes, is that Jenga in my toilet? What is going on? And anyway, so she's like, okay, so note that down. I'm going to have to get that fixed. I want the Jenga out the wall. Then she's gone into the living room. More Jenga? More Jenga. Wow. Somehow, the and props to the real estate agent for being able to sell this property, all over her house, and she's assuming there's more spots, there are holes in her wall, and the previous owners are just like, no, I'll just shove some Jenga in, it'll be fine. It sounds like... A movie from 1986 that had Tom Hanks in it called The Money Pit. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. It's quite funny, actually. Do yourself a favour. If you need some viewing, find it on one of your streaming sites. I don't know what it's on, if it's on any. And it tells the story of them moving regionally. Tom Hanks thinks he's bought the pick of the bunch as far as houses go, and everything he opens falls apart in front of him. Even the staircase falls down as he's walking on it. Well, that's a big spoiler. Oh, okay. I'm not meaning to give away the whole movie, but I was just thinking of an example, given what you've just been talking about, finding Jenga in weird places where you shouldn't find Jenga. I just want to know the logic. Like, I mean, I totally get it personally. I'm not a Jenga fan. I just think there's so many better games out there. I was in a Jenga tournament once. Of course you were. Of all things. Of course you were. I didn't even know the premise of the game, and all of a sudden I saw people signing up for it, and I thought, (laughs) yeah, I'll have a go at it. And how did it go? Didn't win. <laughs> I thought I was quite good at it, though. I don't like the stress involved with Jenga. Like, nothing seems to really rattle us these days, but that, if I have to play Jenga, I get way too into it. And I'm like, it's such a boring game, but yeah, it really sucks you in. So I don't blame the owner being like, you know what? We need to get rid of this Jenga game. It's tearing the family apart. Let's just use it for some renos. So then how'd they go in the end? Did they get rid of all the Jenga in the house? Well, that's what we want to know. Is it a full like kit of Jenga that is distributed around the house or is it just a couple of bits here and there? Okay, so you didn't follow up on the story? No, well, it's a developing story because she still hasn't, like, she's going to every room in her house and looking through to find Jenga pieces. Imagine that. So not only did she get a new house, she may get a full game as well. What else could you find in the house if it was repaired? Like some people find some weird things. Yeah. Like you have a picture frame in front of something oh, that, and it stays there. Can I tell you, that's a dead giveaway. Or if you go into a kid's room and there's a giant poster that's a bit off center, you know that there's a hole behind that wall. Yeah. My dream as a kid, used to see it in cartoons all the time, they'd have a hole in the wall, but then they'd have all this cool stuff hidden there and a poster over the top. That was my dream. See, it's quite hard to put a hole in the wall at my place because it's very bricked. Mm. A well yeah, bricked that house. would hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think the worst that's ever happened at my place is the paint being torn off the walls. Because yeah. we, we repaint it. You have to maintain houses. Yeah. And it was a slightly different colour when they repainted it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's noticeable differences across my room. That's all right. After I did my own reno. That was fun. Anyway, we want to know 0404 736. What is your makeshift DIY? Why go to a hardware store when you've literally just used the wood in a box of Jenga? And don't get Catherine Power to assist in any way, shape, or form. I have retired. Unless you want wonky furniture. Because she is it's good called at that. character, thank you. Yeah, that's it, character. Then you'll have an OHS lawsuit. That's fun. <laughs> Giant objects. Giant objects. You heard me correctly the first time. I don't know how often you find them in your house, but a man has decided to turn his house into an aquarium. <gasps> that's cool. Yep. And I've seen the images. Very interesting, to say the least. I thought he actually swam in the aquarium, like wanted to be like... Isn't that what the point would be? No, it turns out the images of him in the aquarium is just him maintaining the aquarium. Imagine that, though. But wouldn't you have to get in the aquarium to maintain the aquarium? Yeah, but it looks like he's like scuba diving, and I was under the impression that he like spends his whole life in there. No. What? Wait, you think that a human being would live in the aquarium? Well, I mean, if that's what you want to do. But oxygen. Yeah, but like if you have an oxygen. Yeah, but you've, you that only lasts so long. Yeah. And food. Yeah. So you come out for a little bit and you go okay. back in. Because you have the ability to do that. Yeah, but imagine how wrinkly his skin would be after a while. Yeah, but maybe you're it's in a suit. Not- what if you've got a wetsuit? Swimming in a wetsuit in your home aquarium. 
Is I okay? I'm a bit conflicted because first of all, aquariums are great. However, are they ethically sourced animals? Are they in the right habitat? Is the water the right temperature? You know what I mean? Like, also, well, how do you source an aquarium? It's hard enough to keep two fish alive as a kid. You just customly build one, like what this man did. Did you know that there's actually a reality show called Tanked, and that's the whole premise: is they go around and install massive aquariums into people's homes. Well, I'm glad that's the premise because Tanked can be interpreted a mm-hmm. different way as but well. This is about fish tanks. So I I couldn't imagine what the other variation of Tank would mm-hmm. be if you watched it at a different time at the time. Anyway. This man is 47 years of age, and this is what he has apparently been waiting to do for a long time because he doesn't have a television, so he gets his entertainment from his aquarium. Ah. Here's a sofa. Well, a sofa, a lounge. (laughs) Of sorts. All right, California girl. California. Yes, and it's quite amazing what he has done. It's not like he has sharks. You don't have to worry about Bruce I was going to say, because that would be the best entertainment. You'd sit there on your lounge... And you'd see the shark coming, you'd just be like, ba-dum, ba-dum, to yourself. That'd be so fun. What does he have then? Just fish. Just fish. How many fish do we know? Like heaps. <laughs> like allegedly $20,000 worth of fish. Oh, that's a lot of fish. I think that incorporates the cost Imagine of the Imagine well. how many goldfish that would be. That'd be a lot of That'd fish. That'd be a lot of goldfish. Imagine that though. Like you don't have TV. It's not known whether or not he has like speakers for music or whatever. But wouldn't you find yourself sort of, you know, sitting there and you'd have to have some kind of audio. You're not just going to hear like the bubbles of the tank in front of you. Would you sort of find yourself, you know, relaxing? I'd be pretty stressed because fish eat each other. Woof. Well, that just took a turn. They do. Like, that, that's how it works. Oh, okay. Never really worked that <laughs> it way. It wouldn't in... be the most relaxing, I don't think, at times. And then also, you know when fish go to the toilet? That's a lot of fish to see that process happen. It's a bit gross. Like, yeah. we used to have to move it. Like, I used to have my fish as a kid in our kitchen. And when we were having breakfast and they started needing to go to the loo, we'd have to turn around. It's a bit gross. Okay. The plot just thickens with, with oh. this day. Quite literally. This is one part that I've just read, and I apologise I didn't uh, enlighten you with this information. However, apparently a company custom-built a little tank for him to put inside his tank for when he goes in there. That's got oxygen. So oh, I can... so he can actually... <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to go visit the neighbours, <laughs> and it's just all the fish. You're just going to go fishing. Ah... Uh... Now I feel Bikini s- bottom. <laughs> A few moments later. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name again? Jack. Oh, his name's Jack. <laughs> Wait, hang on, Jack. Get on the mic. Did you not just buy a home? Yeah, I did. Is this you? Are you sure? Probably. Yeah. At least I, I always know. got a shark boy energy off you. Well, at least I know how I'm decorating the house now, which is good. Good. Do you need a hand? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'll put you in a box and you won't come back. There you go. What's in your house? We've done Jenga pieces now we've done aquariums. From this isn't the block podcast, I can tell you. Jenga to aquarium. Next, we're going to talk about what your garage looks like. Have you ever been in a situation at work where an, a situation is, you know, come across your desk and you're like, that is not my job? Plenty of times. Like, that is a setback, but that is simply not my job and not my responsibility to fix. What about when you walk into a workplace and it's full of rubbish and it's just like, no. No, not my job. Or when you leave a workplace and rubbish has been left everywhere and you think to yourself, I think I'm responsible for cleaning this up, but you know what? I'm not. No. Nah. One of my workplaces over the weekend, I was there, um, roof was leaking. Okay. And it was my job to fix and I said, that is simply not my job. <laughs> And you know who, and a guy, a mailman actually, has been saying the same thing because he's been doing his mail run, as one does, as Postman Pat, and he <laughs> was noticing that one place that he was dropping a lot of mail off at, the mailbox was full. And so the tenant who was living in the house hadn't been collecting their mail. Okay. And he said, what is going on here? I'm running out of space. Like, you know, a mailbox can only fit so much. 
And so one day he goes and there's a note for him in the mailbox. And it reads as this, Bianco. Dear Mr. Postman, beholder of parcels, bringer of utility bills, I write to you on this day to ask a simple task of you. Living on the right side of my mailbox is a spider, seemingly holding my mail hostage. If you could remove him for me, either by relocation or brutal murder, I would be forever in your debt. Spider looks like this, and it's a stick figure of a spider. Signed, resident. That is not his job. But hang on a second. All this mail has gone into the box. Yep. So therefore, if... But the spidey is underneath. Okay. And they don't want to see the spider. So it's not a spidey in a box, it's a spidey outside the box. Yeah. Well, now that the postman knows, he's probably going to be scared or they're yeah. going to be scared Yeah, well, this it. is the thing. And he said, that is not my job. But as an absolute legend, he did it anyway. But I just think that they need to tip him because it was a huge huntsman, apparently. Sounds it. But the thing is, though, if there was that much mail, surely you could at least get the top few letters out of the mailbox because the spider's underneath. You've got that much mail. Yeah. And, like, if you're paying bills, is, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the invoice because um, there's a spider in my mailbox. Like, is that a valid excuse? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. How hard is it? Surely you've got neighbours or somebody that can come around, like, if you're really that worried. Can you not just, like, use the post yourself? You're not touching the um, the spider, but you can relocate the spider using the letter? Like, I just feel like this is a lot of responsibility and guilt being put on this mailman to get rid of the spider. I and re- now I suddenly understand why Postman Pat had his black and white cat. Do you converse with your mailman? Over COVID, I did. Got oh. very used to deliveries coming. Well, yeah, that's not... Yeah, That's but not pretty. so much anymore. Not the standard letter. But then again, I don't really get letters. Like, all my stuff's emailed to me. You know? Yeah, and who actually gets traditional letters these days? Yeah, well, apparently now, um, science has said that if you are licking postage stamps more than 10, that's half a calorie. Uh, no. True. Don't be true. silly. It's true. That's it possibly true. one of the silliest things I've ever it's heard It's true. It's fact. So, if you are... <laughs> that's why email's so popular now. <laughs> Because you don't burn calories if yeah. you send an email. Yeah. Well, maybe you do, because if you're typing on your yeah, hands, exactly. then you are burning calories. See, the future is here, guys. Monday Revelations. Yeah. Don't eat your stamps. That's Revelations, not Relations. That sounded very weird out of my mouth. Anyway. That is not his job. No, it never would be. That's just, yeah. Uh, anyway, let us know. Maybe you've had an incident with your mailbox, too, because I'm sure this isn't an isolated incident. Yeah. Uh, you know what I've always wanted to know? How do, like, mailmen deliver mail to houses with the big fences that say, beware of the dog? Like, how do you navigate that? The same way Santa Claus comes down the chimney every year. I came across this story, and it's going to stink up the place. Oh, I- no. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry to put it this way, but it's probably the nicest way I can put it. It's pretty well known that women don't fart. I'm putting it on the record. Well, they'll never admit to farting. Generally speaking, men just out in the open. Mm, there we go. Oh, geez, that duck came around pretty quick, didn't it? Anyway, this story is possibly one of the funniest I've ever heard. I've <laughs> said that, you know, when you go to the gym sometimes, if it comes out, it comes out. You're yeah, in but that the in- thing is, science says that it actually doesn't trigger it. I know. It's your own problem, Bianca. And this is where this story gets even more interesting. A woman by the name of Maxime, well, let's just say she might have had a large night the night before and then decided to try and burn off the calorie. Look, I mean, you've got to give her an A plus for effort because who could be bothered going to the gym after that? Well, she could be bothered. I couldn't do that ever. But... This is how it unfolded for her. This one time I went to a spin class after a night of heavy drinking and 4am kebabs and I farted a fart that smelled so bad that girl threw up and they had to evacuate the entire gym What? because they thought they had a sewage problem. I was too embarrassed to tell them it was just me. So now, eight years later, I'm telling you guys. (laughs) Wait. I've smelled some bad things in my lifetime, but that would have to be pretty bad for... I love just how casually she's like a girl threw up. It's like, oh yeah, look, it wasn't that bad, but someone threw up and they thought it was a sewage leak. (laughs) Imagine that. 
I mean, you do some, you can do some damage internally when you do have a night out. <laughs> Imagine then, like that would have been horrendous for this girl. But then to put it on the internet. But imagine doing you're that. Never not going to be the fart girl, ever. Yeah, but people didn't know that this is what happened at the time. No. This is eight years after she's decided to come out about. Yeah, it. but this is the thing. It's bad enough for the few people at the gym who literally had to witness what happened. But now she's told the whole world. What about the delayed reaction, though? I'd love to know when you haven't admitted to something until years later. Yeah. Because I know it happens. You think to yourself. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not going to tell anybody about that. Like, I'll give you an instance in my life where that's happened. Fifi, when she was younger, mum and dad were out. It's just Georgie and I. And she was on the carpet. You know what happens when yeah. puppies are young mm-hmm. and they're still in the training phase. Yep. Ploppity, plop, plop, plop on the brand new carpet. Luckily, we knew that we had this cleaning foam stuff that you can put on the carpet. Yep. And it gets rid of stains quite well. So I've just gone, right, I know what I need to do here. Oh, dear. I had to take one for the team. I picked it up and I I picked up the droppings as best as I could. But, of course, there were marks on the carpet. Good morning to everyone having their breakfast. I'm just quoting what I had to do in relation to my dog when she was younger. She's turning 11 this week, by the way. Tomorrow, actually. Norman's 16. Well, it's not a bragging contest on how old they are. Norman's 16. Anyway, I I took one for the team. I cleaned it. It stank like no tomorrow, and I didn't tell anybody about it. We didn't tell our parents until moments later, and they didn't know it. My- <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying I kept a secret for twenty seconds. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It was actually years later that I finally moments. Well. Let's just say recently they're like, oh, we probably should get the carpet steam clean. And they're like, what are these marks here? And I had to say, look, I never admitted to this. I never told you this. I did my best to get rid of what was the scene that nobody wanted to find themselves in when it comes to a pet. Fifi decided to... Anyway, it happens. These things happen. That was my example. And I'm sure you have examples too. Let us know. On 88.3 Southern FM, it's Carl and Catherine here. 0404 is the number you can get us on anytime. I don't think I've mentioned that today, that number. No. I'm sure you already know it. I think I have, but you haven't. Oh, okay. Is that what it's come down to now? Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Just head of administration on this show, I am. A couple of months ago, I brought you the story of the man in Italy that got done after... Being employed for 15 years, being paid for those oh, yes. 15 years. Yes. Update, still getting sorted and uh, had been caught out, of course. But another story has crossed my desk in the last few days about a local instance of something similar happening in a more Australian way because it's in Australia. Australian edition of whenever you basically <laughs> wagged work. Anyway. I'm loving this series, by the way. This is some of your best work. Oh, do you? Mm. Oh, great. I'm so glad. Anyway, in the latest, a man has been labelled a great employee, but having a bad tendency to do something a lot. What's that? Spend half an hour in the bathroom on multiple occasions Ooh. throughout the day. Can I just say, every workplace has somebody that does this. But who wants to go into their work bathroom? Usually they're disgusting. Right, right. So true. Unless you are desperate. Now, I don't know really a lot about this man in question. However, he's a great employee, does a lot of great work. But this is the one hurdle he has. And it's a very un-Australian thing to do, sack somebody because they go to the bathroom so often. Yeah, but if you're saying that he's doing it in 30-minute increments, that could shave off at least two hours of his well, day. Well, this is where it gets interesting because his employer have discovered that if you add up the time he spends in the bathroom on a daily, it works out to a day's work. Wait, what? Yes. So he's effectively... Oh, across the week. Across the week. Okay, yeah. He works a five-day week... I was going to say, imagine if he was doing it for the full day. He's like, oh, hey there, Bill. And then Bill's gone for the eight hours at the end of the day. Have a good one, Bill. (sighs) I know. but That's incredible. Can you believe that? I mean, it is very Australian for something like that to come up. Yeah. 
I just want to know how did they do the math on that? Like, was their boss just sitting there passive aggressively, just like okay. doing a stopwatch on their phone? I'm glad you asked. So he comes in and he greets people, mm-hmm. says, "How you going?" And they're all hey, Bill. very polite. Hey, Bill, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Just going to the throne. <laughs> Walks into the bathroom. Bill, you're better than this. Comes out half an hour later, and they don't make anything of it. They don't say everything come out okay. None of that. It's just... Is this why you do so much solo work? Is that your banter in the office? What do you mean? Come out okay. It's just a polite thing to ask somebody when they've gone to the bathroom. Everything come out okay? You're good? Or don't. I mean, you know, whatever. Makes you feel more comfortable in a workplace. Maybe it's not okay to say that. I don't know. What? Get HR on me. There's not many HR that's in workplaces anymore. <laughs> oh, I think you might. Oh, look, honestly, that's not the worst question you can ask in a workplace. It's one of the weirder questions to ask in a workplace. Well, okay. How many people have you said that to? Oh, just the odd one. When I've seen them walk out the bathroom. It's just quite funny, actually. Can I ask out? what their reaction are? Scrap the initial story. Most people have a laugh. It's just a, it's a, just a laugh question. It's not, you know... I'm not expecting to say, oh, it was a bit tough this time around. Like, I don't really want to know the details. Anyway, workers at your workplace, do they spend too much? Oh, I've got a work example. There is. Oh, you've just given us a work example. But another one, another one. Gosh. There are a few people in my workplace that, see, because where I station myself sometimes at work, because we sort of have different workspaces, I sit myself in a position where it's sort of in the middle of where the bathroom is. It's not far. So you can make your little joke? No. I don't open a door and say, everything come out okay, mate? You're right in there? I don't do that. No. But <laughs> it's amazing to see how many people actually do frequently go to the bathroom and you can identify them. What? Well, I'm not trying to, but... It stems back to this story, the amount of time people spend in the bathroom and then they get paid to go to the bathroom effectively. This man in Australia has spent so much time in the bathroom, it equates to one day of employment that he generally spends in the toot. <laughs> anyway, I'd love to know. 0404. We need to flush this segment. I'm triple zero you. seven three six. Maybe you've got somebody in your workplace that does a similar if thing. If you are one of Carl's co-workers, please text in and just tell us how you feel about this comment. I think this is the bigger issue. Well, but anyway, some people aren't in that side of the building when people do frequent the bathroom. I'm just putting it out there. We were just talking about one um, workplace situation, so we're going to go on to another one now. Okay. Quite the story has come out of the US, as so many stories tend to do, involving a restaurant at where they have essentially, they've had enough of, in this re- restaurant, having such great waiting staff that they clock off for the day, go like leave the restaurant to go to their cars, and another owner of a restaurant is there and poaches them. And takes them to their restaurant to work for okay. better offers. Right. This place is so done with their staff getting poached and getting better opportunities, which, you know, most people would just be happy for their staff. Yeah. But they've actually hired security to escort their workers in and out of the venue. That is next level. So they don't get poached. Wow. Imagine being that valued for your work that you actually have your own, like, security team. Yeah, I believe it too. Imagine rolling into work with security. How incredible. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love to be on that level someday. Imagine just having like your work, you know, security, job security would be so strong because you're like, well, I've actually got a crew here escorting me into my workplace so that I don't leave. Like it's a bit creepy, but at the same time it's like, yeah. Yeah, but it happens yeah. more often than you think. You That's think it. it sounds like a silly thing to suggest, security escorting you out of a building when you're finished work. But not for like safety reasons, it's so you don't get a better job. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I would just bypass the security if I was an employer. I was employed at this workplace. What, would you just like... Poach me. Come and poach me. Like an no, egg, but that's poach the, me. No, but that's the thing, Bianco. The, the, the workplace is like getting these security guards in so that other people don't get jobs. So they don't have to retrain and no, retire. No, I, I'm aware that's of that. That's the point. So a, yeah. they're not wanting people to get poached. 
No, no, I know, but I would be the opposite. I'd be like, I'm going to get more money, poach me. Yeah, exactly. But that's probably what they want too, but um, they can't now because they can't get poached because they've got security. I'd just resign. No I'd resign and do a backdoor job. Just be like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Because that's a, what I'm imagining they do. They go out the back door because they want to not get picked up through the front door. You'd feel so famous. You'd be like, I don't know whether I'm a waiter or a Kardashian. <laughs> I don't know if it's that extreme. I highly doubt that my retail work would do that for me. They'd be like, take her, please take her with their eyes like real wide. Yeah, it's like you start off as a young person and then you mature very quickly like the Kardashians seem to do. You don't say that. They have. If you look at Kylie or Kendall or all of them that start because with Because they were eight when the show started. Okay, sure. Let's go with that. Anyway, you pay attention to it more than what I do. I do. I'm re-watching the whole series at the moment. It's fantastic. I'm up to season nine of season 20. Got a lot of work ahead of me. Has and I haven't even watched the spin-offs yet. Like Robin China, I cannot wait to get into that. There was one good thing that came out of the Kardashians, and it was a little program called The Spin Crowd, or The Spin Crew. And it was one of Kim's best friends. Well, basically Kim's best friends. Anyway, I enjoyed that program. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll show you. You might enjoy it too. I actually quite enjoy seeing what happens in Eurovision. Do you? Yeah. See, I thought I always thought that Eurovision would be my thing. I just cannot get into it. I don't know what it is. I know what it is. Anyway, I'll get to that a little bit later on. Who could forget, years ago, one of the greatest acts ever to come out of Eurovision? Oh, so good. Hey, did you hear they're coming back? They're releasing new music this year. Yeah, I know. That's Purely so that Mamma Mia 3 can happen because they've run out of songs. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I know that that's in the works, allegedly, yes. apparently. Yes, yes, and yes. if it does happen... Cher's really into it, guys. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll keep a close eye on the developments there, for your sake. Anyway, Eurovision. So, you know, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted... Mama. I have met my in quite a similar way. So, one of the most well-known acts winning Eurovision years ago. Probably put oh. it on the map, I reckon. So... Oh, absolutely it did. Publicity-wise. That was big. What was even bigger was in 2014 where we saw the bearded lady come out and sing Conchita yeah, Worst. Conchita. And she brought us some beautiful music. How's the voice? Conchita. What's Conchita doing now? Still singing. Great. That's what we want to hear. Which is magnificent. And, of course, we can't forget a couple of years ago when Australia made the grand final with what I reckon yes. I reckon is probably the most Eurovision song I've ever heard come out of so Australia. I think so, too. Kate Miller-Heidke with this. How amazing so is that? Good. So good. So, so good. Anyway... Subject to confirmation, although it has been announced, Italy will be the winners for 2021. Well, they are. They are the winners. It just we need to just do some a little bit checks. a little bit of investigating going on in the background. Dun, dun. <laughs> what was that? There you go. Their act this year is called Maneskin, and their song is called Zitti e Buoni. This is Italy. Very Adam Lambert-ish. It is, isn't it? I reckon. But also mixed with the opening scene of A Star Is Born. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Yeah. It's funky. Buonasera, good morning, signora. Miss... Okay, you get a bit yeah. of a taste of it. So they have won Eurovision for this year. And that's amazing. But I don't think that is the best Eurovision song I've ever heard. Ooh, it's, a, it's very controversial. I'm on the, of the opinion that the best Eurovision song of all time, well, I'll let them take it away themselves. <laughs>
one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. I'm amazed they didn't do some collab with Will Ferrell this year. Amazed. I reckon really once should've. we can all do more travelling, Will Ferrell will host Eurovision. I'm just vibing it now. Okay. I reckon he'll do it. Well, all right. I'll back you on that. Yep. Done. Maybe in 2022. Rachel McAdams, yeah. Maybe 2022. That'll be the big comeback of the Ding Dongs. Yeah, yeah, Ding yeah, Dong. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on that. It's Carl and Catherine here on 88.3 Southern FM. What song for you sums up Eurovision? This is Montaigne, who was our entry yes. for 2021. Who did an amazing job, by the way. She did. Unfortunately, because we weren't there, I think. Pre-recorded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. 26 minutes to 9 for your Monday morning here on 88.3 Southern FM. That's Montaigne's Technicolor. So good. I, I really wish that she was able to really perform live for Eurovision. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's Hang on a second, Cabal. Just... Hold on. Whoa, okay. Hang on a second. What's going on here? I, wait, Producer Jack. Hi. Are you about to use... We only give you one of these a year. <laughs> I know. The ability to interrupt the show. Are you really sure you want to use this card Are you now? sure? Because oh, it's think, only May. I know, but I think this is well and truly worth it. We were discussing Eurovision in that last segment, but there was one song that you forgot to mention. I know. Sure, surely I haven't forgotten them. No. Oh, yeah, you did. Have I? Yep. Are you getting called out live on radio? Oh, I hope Bianco? not. Well, it wouldn't be the first time he's called <gasps> yeah, me out for true. something. True, All right. true. I'm calling you out because you forgot about this song. The the chicken song I'll call it by Netta. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's so good. How is this not our promo song? <laughs> it definitely reflects our show, that's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. We need to play this to end the show today. Thank you, Jack. Can we reach out to Netta and get her to create a song for us? No, I think we could just have a go at that. Oh, okay. That's pretty good by you, you, actually. Thank you. I have one gift in this world, and it's to be a chicken. Anyway, <laughs> back to what we were actually going to say. Thank you for that, Missin. Yeah. Um, I, Bianco, spent had a quite a stressful Sunday. Oh, um, do you want to talk about it? I do, actually, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Thank you so much for And how does it make that. you feel? Pretty stressed. Well, I feel a bit better about it now, but I was given almost the impossible mission yesterday. Um. I had to go, obviously, I'm part of a bridal party at the moment, and you it's are. our hens on Saturday night, which is so exciting. Mm. And we decided, which tends to be the theme these these days, that there has to be a colour theme. Your, did you just say hens? Hens. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I um, had to. Yeah, anyway. So, we are doing a colour theme that everyone needs to wear, a pop of pink. Oh, excellent. For the hens, right? And so, we all thought that's reasonable. Pink is pretty easy to find. Bridal party, we are wearing full pink. So I said, oh, yeah, I'll just go to a big shopping center on my Sunday morning and try and find something. Shouldn't take long. But don't you have to come together for that? Like, No, but for the like bachelorette, you, you just go with a pink dress. Like, that's it. Ah. Now, do you think it was easy finding a pink dress? Nope, I wouldn't have thought so. I'm not kidding. I, I did 10,000 steps in the shopping center. I walked 6K. Looking for a pink dress. 6K? Yeah, I did all my steps for the day in an hour and a half trying to find a dress. Wow. It just was one of those things. Like, when you're looking for something, you will never find it. And it was so impossible. I ended up having to just stress buy something online, and I'm hoping it works. But I want to know on 0404 736 what is something that you have found just impossible to buy? Because it wasn't the fact that I was trying things on and not liking them. I just physically could not find a straight pink dress. See, I think this is why going to a store actually is so much better than purchasing online. Yeah, but this is the thing though. It is. And everyone should be supporting like bricks and mortar stores. However, I could not find anything. It was always like red with like a little bit of pink or like it was, oh, I'm like actually traumatized from the color pink for a little bit now. Okay. It was quite upsetting. But what kind of pink? Because there's variations. Well, you know what I actually ended up doing? Get ho- getting I, hot pink? I wanted to, but there wasn't. So I've got a Barbie pink. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a very Barbie kind of um, Saturday for me. But oh, nice. Yeah, but it was so hard to find it. And you're asking the shop assistants, do you guys have just anything straight pink? And they were like, no. Nope. I'm like, oh, that doesn't help me. I unintentionally bought a pink shirt once. Yep. It actually looked quite good. I was happy with it. Yeah, pink is a great colour. And back in the day, like in my like childhood years, that's all I used to wear. Yeah. And then it wasn't until like I've got a couple of formally dresses that are pink, but I couldn't really wear that, you know. You want like a cocktail dress? Well, speaking of formal, I wore a purple shirt 
to my year 10 dance. Did you actually? Full yeah. purple. It was sort of like, yeah, it was magentary purple. Very nice. I used to wear magenta at the school I went to years ago. Magenta. Mm. Very nice. Well, anyway, guys, if anyone just happens to be wanting a pink dress at the moment, straight pink dress, good luck out there because it was so difficult. And you don't realize how stressful it is. Like, if yeah. you want to get revenge on somebody, tell them to go and find a specific color that isn't in season at the moment <laughs> on a deadline because I honestly, I'm still. That's why I was walking so fast and covering so much ground. Should have gone. The stress. Orange. Imagine orange at a wedding. Oh, Ooh. no. No, mm. not good at all. No, but anyway, Pink Gate hopefully is over. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was so stressful. So I want to know what are the impossible buys that you're currently have on your shopping list, and you're like, where do I even start with this? Yeah, good call. Happy with that? I'm happy. Yeah, you happy? I'm happy. Well, as long as the dress fits. Fingers crossed, guys. Thanks for sharing that with us. We've had a bit of a worky sort of theme when we it comes have, to we? stuff we've talked about today. Anyway, I don't know if you saw this, but. A man thought he was doing the right thing. He's a tradie. Rocked up to number 37, or at least he thought it was number 37. Uh-oh. The wife of a couple opened the back door, let this man in, and he started working. Only to find out moments later from his boss that he had gotten an early start at the wrong location. No. Yes. Why did the people let him in? Well, this is where it gets interesting. So... The wife of uh, this couple, this couple, dish, <laughs> this, dish <laughs> of this couple, uh, was expecting somebody to come and fix oh. a particular part of their house. So it's a classic switch up. Well, yeah, involving a council who may have designed the plot a little bit different to how it Uh-oh. should have been. There's a thirty-seven on the corner, and then there's a thirty-seven a couple of doors down. Yeah, so. Innocent Mr. Trady thought he was getting a head start on the work, and innocent Mr. Trady went to the wrong house. A case of mistaken identity. It happens yep. quite often. But I'd love to know when you think you've jumped it early at work, gotten an early start, yeah, and it's not been the right thing that you were doing. It's happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the example I bring up is, at my place, we need to do a lot of archiving. Correct. You know, making sure we've got records in case every, anybody ever asks, or mm-hmm. we need to refer back to it. Anyway, at one point, we were archiving onto CDs, and I thought, yeah, going well here. Nah. I was supposed to put a certain amount of things on the one CD. Yep. I was just putting individual things on the CDs. On one CD? On one CD. Yanko. I'm sorry, okay? How many CDs had you gone through? I'd gone through about 15 before I realized I'd done the wrong thing. I was labeling them. I was right, mm. like, this is from this date. This is from that date. I'm going great here. No. No. Not good. Very bad. Quickly got reminded that it's not just one on the CD. It's more than one. It happens. Dang. Anyway, we moved on. It's okay. See, I've had co-workers in the past not trust their technology. So when daylight savings has come into effect, they've looked at the clock in their house and not on their phone and then shown up to work way too early. And they're like, well, we're here now. And they're like, yeah, but... You're meant to be an hour later, and it's, yeah, every time. Oh, that is the worst, though. I've spoken about it before, yeah. but this time around, when we switched back, it didn't affect me didn't as much as what you. it usually does. Yeah. Good for you. That's progress. I was happy with that. Hmm. You know me. I'm very a bit OCD-ish when it comes to life and my a approach bit. sometimes. Well, I'm very particular. If I don't have pasta on a Thursday night, I get annoyed. It ruins my week. Have I not shared that with you before? That's no. another one of my things. Thursday night at my house is pasta night. If I don't have pasta or something along the lines, I could tell you. Do you cook the pasta yourself? No, no, mum does. Well, then you can't be making. I could cook it. Yeah, exactly. I probably could. I've got the recipe. If they decide to mix it up, you could make your own pasta. Well, then I would. But I can't go without having pasta on a Thursday. Okay. How it is. We're learning a lot about you today. Jenga Championship, (laughs) Pasta Thursdays. There's nothing wrong with that. Your comments at work. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that's about it so far. So that's that's what you've taken. The out show's of the show. still young. We've still got another ten minutes up our sleeve. Yep, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Somebody's losing the plot over there. It must have been his success with bringing us the chook song a little earlier. I think so. <laughs> anyway, too early, Vincent. 
Let us know. Maybe you have thought you've excelled when you actually haven't in a workplace. Please let us know. I know that we're getting right to the end of the show, but it wouldn't be right having a Monday show without this. What the actual... What the actual... Dun, dun. Now. (laughs) What did you say? Um, Anyway, so I was browsing the internet, as one does in this very futuristic world that we're living in, Mm. and an article came across my phone, and I paused, and I said, what is this? And it was a saddle club, where are they now? Oh, okay. Well, you could have told me that, because any excuse to play the saddle club intro. Hell, So good. Anyway, and I was like, I love the saddle club as a kid. So did I. I'm going to see where they all are now. And that is when, Bianco, I saw it. And I can't unsee it. What? To celebrate the 20-year anniversary... What the actual... ...of the Saddle Club starting. 20 20 years! I had to close my laptop and just want to cry a little bit. I feel old now. 20 years! Was that really... No, it would have been, though. Yeah. yeah, and they're all like middle-aged women now, and they're all looking amazing. Hey, don't you dare talk them down no, like that. but that's what I'm saying. They're all mums, and yeah, I okay. was like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> no. Jack, can you save her? I think she's like, left us. Pine Hollow was my place as a child. I loved it. And then I see Brett Tucker, and he's got like a full beard now, okay. and I'm like, where are the horses? What happened to Prancer? All right. Okay. Just for some background here, if you've just joined us at a couple of minutes to nine o'clock, Catherine is talking about a program that used to be on our screens called the Saddle Club. She's not talking about horses. I'm not talking about that awful reboot either. The OG Saddle Club. I know. Okay. All 20 right. years ago. Yes. 20. Yes. I'm aware of that. All the songs are over 20 years old now. Well, because if you think about it, right, there used to be DVDs and CDs that came out that featured songs. Saddle Club was on it. And, and don't also... forget the um, Saddle Club sticker collection. Yeah. You got an album and you had to, like, fill it up. Oh, my gosh. But Nikki Webster was a part of those albums, too, back in the day. No, she wasn't. She was a part of albums that featured... Not the, the Saddle Club ones. No, I, no, yes, there were albums. This is the most offensive thing you've ever said to me. I'm just trying to say... It's... Nikki is a separate entity. I'm aware of that. She is a separate entity, but... <laughs> If I could tell you the stare I have just been given, uh, it's like, How no. How dare you blend those two worlds together? All right, Coretta, pipe down. I'm just saying, right, around that same time 20 years ago, they were around, you know, they were very well spoken about, those people. <laughs> they, they, it was well known that that was about 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, but separate, separate. But then, remember they did the spin-off and Veronica had her own no, album? No, that was great. No, I'm not talking about that. What and was the baddie's name? The Veronica! One... Oh, was... <laughs> that was her name. And she wasn't baddie. She just had a hard time adjusting but you have to, to Pine admit, Hollow because she... the Saddle Club were a strong unit oh, right. and she was on the side. She did have a really good resting Yeah. Face, I've though. told you, I've seen her perform live and someone had a turn in the theatre and she kept going. She's a seasoned professional. On that note, we're getting out of here. Have a wonderful week. It's going to be a magnificent day despite there being a bit of cloud in the sky. If you can tolerate that, go, it's, go outside and enjoy the day. Absolutely. We will see you Friday afternoon from four o'clock. This is the Scissors Sisters to take us out. Fire with fire. See you on Friday. Take care. Bye. You can see that. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.